You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. It is the Friday Quickie episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Welcome to Friday or welcome to any other day, depending on when you are listening to this. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback from yesterday's episode of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, where Dean came on and talked about his wedding. Well, Dean and Hannah both talked about their wedding. It is lovely hearing from former bride chillers and groom chillers. I will endeavor to do that a lot more often, and it really helps me out. If you want to participate, if you're getting married soon, if you are already married and still listening, well, thank you. I've got lots of listeners that have carried on. And uh, that's really nice. It's really exciting. But if you have just been married or you're planning to get married very soon, you want to tell me all about it and tell us all about it, do get in touch. It's really great. The Friday Quickie is all about catching up on things that have happened this week. Also, really getting through some of your wonderful voice messages. So I'm not going to beat around the bush, as we would say in Australia. I'm just going to get right to it with my very first voicemail. Hi, Alicia. Um, My name's Catherine. And I'm leaving you a voice note all the way from South Africa. I listen to your podcast religiously during work hours. It's the only thing that helps me through the day sometimes when people are making me grumpy and I just want to swear at them. So hearing you swear through your podcasts helps me relieve a little bit of that tension. Catherine, I have to interrupt and say thank you for letting me know where you listen. And I'm glad that I am helping your workday go quicker and that my swears are cathartic for you. I do like to swear. As we all know, fuck yeah. I have two questions that I hope that you can help me with. Uh, The first being is my fiance and I have been engaged for about eight months now and we're getting married next May. And um, we are hoping that our parents will help us out a little bit financially. But the difficult thing is how do you go about asking your parents to pay for things for the wedding um they haven't really committed to anything yet um my mom says yes she has to do some maths and she'll get back to me but she hasn't given me a concrete number yet and it's a little bit stressful not knowing who you can rely on or you know where extra money is going to come in so if you can help me with that how do you tell your mom to cough up (laughs) and give you some cash uh that would be great. This is a really interesting question, Catherine, and I think it's lovely that you uh, – it's probably in a similar way the South Africans and Australians, you just come out and say it, and I do appreciate that. One thing that comes to mind when you are discussing money with your parents, of course, everyone's situations and money stories – and uh, when I say money stories, this comes from a, a, a lovely – interviewee I've had on the show now, uh, Ginger from girlsjustwannahavefuns.com. She's a wonderful financial advisor person. She's also really good at talking about money and I've learned so much from her. But she talks about our money stories and about what we've learned from our parents and then what we take into relationships and how we talk about money all comes from our upbringing So it's a good question that you're asking, Catherine, about how to talk to your parents about cash And really, I'm going to be a bit of a cop-out in one way, but to say that you know how your parents talk about money. So I think this is how you should broach the subject, sort of knowing what their their vibes are like when it comes to talking about cash. Are they open? Are they very closed 
closed doors when they're coming to the the idea about talking about money and how much they're going to spend. I think it is important that you get it out in the open, especially if perhaps they're not going to contribute or if they are only like your mum sort of saying, yeah, I have to do my budgets. Maybe it's good to be polite, but also pushy in the sense to say, listen, we've got a bit of a bit of a time frame here we need to be putting deposits down and also just figuring out what's realistic when it comes to how much money we're going to be spending overall and i think it's probably maybe this is a bit cheeky of me but to call their bluff in a way and just say look we are perfectly comfortable if you're not going to contribute which you may or not be perfectly comfortable but maybe this is one way to flush them out a little bit But just to say we are trying to sort of lock some stuff in and we really want to make sure we have a long enough time to work out a budget if you aren't going to contribute and how we would just like to be able to have a discussion about where we all stand. So there's no pressure to not, you know, have information. There's no pressure for them to actually contribute, but for you to actually know where you are and what they will possibly be contributing or not be contributing will make it much easier for you. So yeah, it's uncomfortable to have these conversations and I totally get your, uh, well, your point of view by saying, look, I don't want to push them. I'm grateful that they're even suggesting that they might want to contribute, but we really need to know. So I think it's important for you just to trust your uh, gut when it comes to how to approach them. But I don't think it's unreasonable for you just to say, listen, can we sit down and have a conversation? It would really mean a lot to me just to get it out in the open so we know where we all stand. And I think they might be relieved too, because maybe they're worried about what they you're expecting of them. Again, I know my biggest advice to everyone is always, look, it sucks to be uncomfortable and sometimes it's annoying to have to be open and we've all got history with how we speak to our parents and how they speak to us. But this might be a really good chance for you to have this sort of conversation and get it out there and uh, learn where you stand because there's nothing worse than sort of being unsure in these situations, especially about cash and how much money you have to spend on things. And once you know that figure then you can go out and make big decisions. And uh, if they're not going to contribute, fine, you will come up with a solution. But if they are, it'd be really nice for you, obviously, to know what you're going to do with that money. So I say, Catherine, to answer your first question, because I know there's another one coming, I think you just need to uh, put them on the spot a little bit. And also maybe, as I said, call their bluff and just say, we're comfortable paying it for ourselves, but it'd be great to know if you are going to contribute, how how much you're going to contribute and when that's going to happen. Always orcs. No easy way to do it, I'm sorry to say. And then the second thing, I was listening to your podcast recently about um, getting dresses online from Still White and those sort of places. Um, I know Still White operates here in South Africa, which is amazing. I'm happy that there's a company like that in my area because a lot of the places are that you mentioned are in America and in the UK. So it's, it's nice to have something like that here. But I'm a little bit concerned as to how reliable they are. Um, I don't know if if you have any more information on that. Is there strict like policies that people go through? Or if you're not satisfied, um, how do you go back about um, making sure that you don't buy a dud off the internet? Because there's a lot of that sort of stuff. And I don't want to get caught up in, in that whole trap of buying a dress, I need to find out that it's not what it was advertised. So 
you could answer those questions would be really great. Um, and keep up the good work. And I look forward to hearing your podcast soon. Bye. Catherine, this is an ace question because, of course, when you're buying anything online, we're still a little hesitant. I totally get that. And especially when you're buying something as significant as a wedding dress, you want to make sure that the seller is legit, that you are going to get what you want. And if you don't get what you want, that you can get your money back or have something resolved. And it's a great point that you make when it comes to who to trust and who to get the best information from. Now, Still White is a company, I'm going to contact Still White, I'm going to make this promise, I'm on their website now and I'm going to send them an email today, so I will have an update for you hopefully next week. I would love to get them on to talk about what they do because Still White is one of the, I would say many uh, places that you can buy and sell used wedding dresses and used, I always think it's like it's not the sexiest way for me to describe this, pre-loved, pre-owned, pre-worn wedding dresses. Now, the feedback that I have received about Still White is that, well, they trade in a bunch of countries. So as you said, Catherine, I often talk about US and UK and Australian related wedding supplies. And I apologize about that because I know I have people in Japan. I have people in Mexico. Hello. And uh, lots of European listeners. And I'm so sorry that I can't always name specific brands that will work for your country. But I really try and keep this podcast as global as international as possible. Because, you know, I'm an Aussie sitting in London broadcasting internationally. And it's delightful when I receive a message like yours, Catherine, saying, Hi, I'm in South Africa. I haven't received a voicemail from South Africa before. So it really floats my boat. However, it's great when you suggest websites that work for you and I love to share them with you. Now, to get back to Still White, I've been on their website. I will contact them directly and personally and hopefully get them on to have a chat about what they do. And I think in general, it'd be good to speak with them. And I know that they're an Australian company, actually, which is, look, I'm proud about that. Uh, But I know that a lot of people have questions about when they're buying and selling things for their wedding um, online and secondhand stuff about the legitimacy of it. I know I've spoken before about buying things that, you know, like my dad's saying, which is not his saying, but it's a very dad saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is, that if you are on a website and you're finding a gown that's normally two grand and you're finding it for 250 bucks, it's probably counterfeit and it's probably been made by kids in some sort of shitty, awful hellhole. So, you know, you've got to think about uh, what is what's happening when you're getting crazy bargains. But also it's good to be thinking about your, you know, the trust of different websites that you're on. So look, in brief, I will just say I've been on the Still White website and they are saying that they basically are offering PayPal buyer protection, which is something that a lot of websites do have. And that means that basically if you make a purchase via their website, using PayPal, which, you know, a majority of us would have a PayPal account, that they will basically cover $20,000 US per item for if, you know, for example, if the dress or item doesn't arrive, if it's counterfeit, if it's damaged, if you've got something that you want to complain about, you can put in a claim and they will cover it. So to me, that's one specific sort of detail that I'd be looking for, whether you're using Still White or another website to buy things for your wedding, that you just make sure that you read the small print. So often, and I know we've talked about this before, I'm really bad that if a contract pops up, I just click the yes button just to fuck it off. But honestly, sometimes it's really worth just having 
a bit of a solid scan, especially if you're spending, you know, anything more than 10 bucks, that you know what where you stand when it comes to returning things, when it comes to or when it comes comes to like covering your body uh, and getting your money back if it's not what you are after. So again, Catherine, a great question. In the week, I will contact Still White and make sure that I can get some sort of statement or it'd be really good to have a discussion with them about what they offer and also what to look for if you're buying a secondhand gown, especially online. Just some maybe some tips about what they uh, they can offer to help us out. Catherine, thank you so much for your gorgeous email. Hello, South Africa. Oh, so warm, so nice. And your accent's similar to ours, but different. Uh, there it is. <laughs> I mean, ours is in Australians. A lot of people ask me, are you South African? And I'm like, no, I'm Australian. It's different. But we hear the differences. Maybe you don't. All right. A short break. I'd like to take a quick short moment to say thank you to those who have visited uh, iTunes to review the Save the Date Wedding podcast. Devon Silver said, thank you for this awesome resource. Every person should listen just for the refreshing outlook. Cut the crap, be real, and be a better person. Hashtag bride chiller. I love that. And there were some cute emojis. I don't know if you can act out emojis on a podcast. Also, um, Bethy401 says, This podcast has saved my life slash year. After I got engaged, I found that I didn't really have anyone with whom to adequately share my excitement and concerns. My friends who have already been married are over the whole wedding planning thing and want to move on. And friends that haven't been married yet, uh, I think, are a bit jealous and uninformed, even though they mean well. In short, no one is as interested in my wedding as I am, except Alicia. This is true. She bought my expectations from Pinterest boards of extravagance and unreasonable DIY to reality. Oh, I like that. That's a really good point. DIY to reality. I'm going to remember that. Without losing any of the fun that this special time is supposed to involve. Even though I'm the one listening to her, I feel like she's the one listening to me because she's addressing almost everything I'm wondering. And that, which I'm still wondering, I'll ask her, and I'm sure she'll have an answer. Thank you, Alicia. Well, thank you, Bethy401, because that is one of the most delightful uh, reviews. And I thank people for the reviews, because I know a lot of people read them and then decide to hit the subscribe button or decide to give me a chance. So it really is a lovely way to say thank you, thank me, this is very meta, for doing the show. And I just wanted to share those two reviews. And uh, I thank all the other people that have left reviews in the past couple of weeks. But it is a real gift and a really lovely way to show your thanks. So thank you for your thanks. There it is. Okay, I have time for one more voice message. And this one is from a listener called uh, Jess. Jess Dwyer or Jessica. I don't know, Jess. Maybe you like to be have the name shortened. I don't know. Jessica is in this voicemail referring to episode 123 of the podcast, which was titled, <clears throat> it was titled Weddings Under 5K. Uh, and it was just looking at ideas that you can basically adapt for any budget um, to save money and also just, just pull in the little uh, purse strings a little bit more. So here she is. I just started my wedding planning and my budget is exactly $5,000. So this could not have been uh, more perfectly timed. When I started my wedding planning, I quickly realized how expensive everything is. And I really had to realize that in order to get the best deals, 
I really had to think outside of the bridal box, if you will. So, for example, when I was looking for my venue, I didn't look up wedding venues. I looked up event venues. And that's how I stumbled upon this awesome old um, cinema that had an event space. Um, And we were able to get that for an exceptional deal. I think like $150 an hour. Okay, I have to interrupt and go, that is crazy and amazing and wonderful. An old cinema, it's perfect. I love that for a venue. And actually, if you uh, go back and listen, there was a wonderful episode I did. Wonderful episode. I'm just congratulating myself. With Jess from Budget Savvy Bride, the Budget Savvy Bride, and Jen from Something Turquoise. And we talked a lot. This was one of the earlier episodes this year. And we talked a lot about uh, what we would change, what we'd do. And Jen from Something Turquoise, the DIY blog, which you must visit if you haven't visited. It's great. She was going to get married in a cinema. And then unfortunately, the cinema changed hands and the current, the new owner said, nah, we're not going to run events anymore. And uh, as we would say in Australia, chuffed her off. He ditched her. But she ended up finding a lovely venue. All was fine. However, she did say how amazing the cinema was and they were going to do a whole theme around it. It was an old vintage cinema. It was beautiful. So this is a really good point you make about thinking outside the box and finding venues that aren't necessarily your standard quote unquote wedding venue, but also they've got character and you can't buy character. Well, you can for 150 bucks an hour. That's amazing. Another thing that I did is for my wedding dress, when I went to the bridal shop, I actually tried on bridesmaids dresses and I was able to get a, uh, like an off-white dress made by Vera Wang for around $200. So I think that's probably my number one tip is just really thinking outside of the bridal box, really thinking outside of what everybody else is doing. It's like as soon as the word wedding gets attached to it, the price just skyrockets. Also recently, you had a listener that wrote in with a question about what to do with kids that attend the wedding. Um, I'm an elementary school teacher, so we're definitely not shying away from having children at the wedding. Um, And something that we're going to do is have coloring books. uh, And I just know from experience that the best time to buy supplies, paper, crayons, all that kind of stuff is during the back-to-school time. You can get crayons for some, uh, sometimes as low as a nickel. So, I mean, it's really, really cheap then. And my very last tip is if you are not afraid to have your invitations um, not be super-duper fancy, Shutterfly is your friend. Um, I just recently joined Shutterfly, and I like graphic design, so I've designed our save the dates and our wedding invitations. And um, for the save the dates, I'm actually just going to put them on a 4x6 picture. And since I just joined Shutterfly, I get 50 free prints. So in other words, my save the date cards are going to be free. Okay, I know I've talked your ear off. Uh, Keep up the awesome podcast. I look forward to hearing more. Thanks. Thank you, Jessica, for getting in touch and sharing those fabulous tips. I do love a deal. I love a deal. If anyone can sniff out some sort of discount, 
it's me. And I agree with you if you can think ahead and use these coupons and codes to either get save the dates free or also thank you cards are one. I know that um, Wedding Paper Divas and Tiny Prints, I'm an affiliate of those two companies and they often send me codes that basically say if you buy your wedding invitations using our system, which is very similar to Shutterfly, where you can either use a preloaded template or you can design your own and use them to print, that they will then give you thank you cards for free or at a big discount. And this is something that a lot of people forget about and then have to order thank you cards when they get home from their honeymoon or later on when they're feeling guilty about having not thanked people, that they will jump in and have to buy them full price. So I think if you think ahead, exactly what you're saying, Jessica, that if forethought really does save you money, especially in these situations, and if you see a deal, um, think it through and hopefully you can utilize that and make it work. If you are a Save the Date Wedding Podcast newsletter subscriber, I will share these voucher codes with you and uh, whenever they come through. So if you're not subscribed, sorry, that's a shame. You can still do that and get involved. I send out an email once a week. It's not pushy. It's my sort of shit. If you like what I do talking, you'll like what I do writing as well. And as I say, I can't really share these coupon codes and stuff with you on the podcast because I try and keep it timely. And if I include them and they don't exist anymore, people get shitty. So that's my sort of avenue of sharing these sort of discounts and great deals and, uh, I don't know, fun articles and stuff that I like. So if you want to subscribe, visit savethedatepodcast.com where you can also grab your free copy of the Guide to Getting Hitched, which is a book that I wrote that uh, was up until a couple of months ago for sale on Amazon and in stores and shops. And now I have decided, because I am writing my next book, to give you this book for free. Because, look, I like giving away free content. I like giving you value. And I think this is a really good starter sort of position for you to be in. Read the book. It's a lot of information that I think is very useful when you are first starting out in planning your wedding. And uh, it's an ebook. You can download it and read it on your iPhone or the Amazon Kindle if you're a Kindle person. I like to read my Kindle in bed and then as I get sleepy, I drop it on my face. That's something Rich constantly laughs at. And uh, I do like holding a book. I'm going to be honest with you. I miss books, but I like the convenience of the Kindle. Just my personal thoughts. You might have an iPad. Lucky you. You can read the book on any of these formats. That's all I'm saying. So go to uh, savethedatepodcast.com or if you want a bit of a shortcut, go to theguidetogettinghitched.com. There it is. Lots of information. Thank you for listening to the Save the Date Winning Podcast. Thank you for your support. If you are wishing perhaps to purchase a bride chiller or maid chiller or groom chiller tote, t-shirt, sweatshirt, whatever other shirt that I am selling, visit shop.savethedatepodcast.com. There's a lot of variety. And uh, when you purchase, please tag me in your social media posts. I love to see you wearing the stuff or using it. It's really nice. And I like to share it with the rest of the community. I think it spreads good vibes, good energy. Woo woo. I hope you're having a great week until Monday's episode of the show where I am introducing you to Love Notary. It's a wonderful business uh, run by a lovely, lovely lady. It's all about telling your love story and making sure that you acknowledge the beginnings of your relationship and your story throughout your wedding. It's just really easy way to personalize it because it's your story. No one else's. It's your very own thumbprint. 
There it is. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's time for me to go. Happy Friday, Quickie. Happy weekend. Until Monday, happy days.